What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Mind vs. Muscle podcast. Today, we have another interview with my man, Eric Escobar, this time. Eric is an entrepreneur in the fitness industry. He owns four boot camp-style transformation center gyms um, in the California area. He owned a supplement company, and he also owned a meal prep company. So as you know and can tell from that alone, he is a fitness entrepreneur. He is a hustler, and he knows a lot when it comes to creating business. Okay, So today, the entire interview is based around that. I wanted to interview him about his story, how he got into the fitness world, how he went about creating these boot camp centers, the supplement company, all that stuff, and just really get a perspective from somebody who isn't very old. Um, he's, I believe he's 29, but who has a lot of experience just hustling and just getting shit done in the industry to create what he wanted and to create his vision um, to just be successful. Okay, So this is a really cool interview. Um, I love it simply because Eric has is, is actually become one of my best friends now just from different coaching events we've done. We've done some work together. I go visit him in California. He's going to be coming up here to visit me, and we just love to shoot the shit. So this is a great interview just to get a perspective not only of his but also my uh, take on a lot of this stuff as well of just being a successful entrepreneur in the fitness industry especially towards the beginning of your career when you're trying to get things rolling and and become something uh, for yourself Um, as you'll notice towards the end of the interview it does abruptly stop his his uh, computer died on me but it literally ended as I was saying, hey, thanks for coming on the podcast. We'll have to do it again sometime. So you didn't miss any information. didn't miss any content. Do not worry about that. But I apologize for the abrupt stop at the very end. Um, I want to give one quick shout out to our sponsor and affiliate, Reebok One. If you want a chance um, to get a trainer's discount on your any Reebok gear, essentially 40% off your first Purchase in 25% off for life, plus be in a community of other trainers and fitness entrepreneurs um, in a growing field. Reebok is crushing it when it comes to fitness gear and just supporting trainers, and they got some really cool com- uh, stuff coming up in the near future. So if you want to be part of that movement, click the link in the show notes that is Reebok1.com slash boom boom, and you can get in on that scoop. So without further ado, I give you Eric Escobar. All right, my brother, Eric Escobar. Dude, I like to call you the uh, entrepreneurial ghost because I didn't even know who you are and you're just fucking shit up in the industry, bro. You're doing a lot of cool things. You're uh, you're really successful. Uh, I really respect you just as an entrepreneur in general, just from, from the standpoint of where you were to where you are now. And then obviously, we're really good friends. We get to kick it. I come come down to LA and do do my thing with you over there. Um, so it's a really cool, really cool process watching you grow. Um, so for those who don't know, Eric Eric is the owner of four gyms now, correct? Four gyms. Yeah. Four gyms. They're all boot camp oriented gyms. Camp XL down in uh, kind of. They're all in LA essentially, right? But spread out or San Diego now too. <laughs> Yeah, and one in San Diego. So okay. That's where we're at. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And then you have uh, obviously you were doing some supplement stuff within that, and then you were doing the meal prep stuff as well. So as as we can tell, you're a little hustler, dude. You're an entrepreneur. Um, and the main thing I want to bring to the show today is just just sharing that with people. So first and foremost, how did you get into the fitness industry? The way I got into the fitness industry, man, is pretty crazy. So my brother, he graduated from the military, from the Marines. He did the whole boot camp thing. So this dude, after he graduated boot camp, he was like, I what I thought at the time was like a fit dude running for miles, working out, right? So he right. got a gym. he got a job at the gym. 
So he's one year older than me. So I always looked up to him, you know? Yep. And from then, it was like, hey, I'm working out. I'm look, I, like, I feel good. You should work out with me. I was like, fuck that. You know, I'm not, I'm not down for all that. <laughs> I played sports. I, that's all I did. I played baseball. That's all I did. So he comes back from boot camp. He gets a job at the gym because he was like on reserve. This was like literally right before 9-11. Okay. So it was like he gets that job. And I started working out for a few months. I didn't know shit about fitness, dude. But he's like, hey, do this. So then, you know, you always get the bros at the gym trying to help you out. Like, hey, come under my wing. So I just started going with some dude working out there. And before you knew it, it was like, hey, do you want a job here? And I was like, shit, I don't even know how to do anything. But, yeah, I'm down, right? <laughs> so at that time, I was already selling supplements at a at a Vitamin World. I don't know if you could have those yep. out there. Yep. Kind of like a GNC deal. So... I was just selling. I didn't even know what the fuck I was selling at the time, but I was just selling. So they were like, damn, I'm like, I'm going to make me a manager there and the whole crazy shit. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So, but then this whole personal training thing came up at this, at, it was a LA Fitness. And they were like, dude, you're going to make so much more money here. And at the time I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. Right. But that's the big misconception that they like personal trainers at big box gyms think they're going to make tons of money. Right. And they're in surprise after like you're there for a year or two like you're not really making what they say that you're gonna make at the beginning yeah and, and if you are gonna make that money usually you're there from fucking 9 a.m to 9 p.m every single day right just super long hours just client after client after client not getting benefits so um it's definitely not and i think there's merit to because there's a lot of people listening to this that are probably like fuck dude that's me like i'm in LA fitness or uh 24 hour fitness or whatever it may be and I do think there's merit to starting there because I mean how much of that contributed to where you are today right if you didn't get introduced there where would you definitely, be at? definitely so like for instance I worked at that gym for four years oh wow. so it was kind of like, yeah it was a while so I started at 19 all the way up to 23 and it kind of like just built me to to be able to sell fitness to actually like Okay, you know, not everybody that comes into the industry is an expert right away. And there's, it's all right. Like, most people think they got to come in, like, knowing everything. You don't. Yeah. Just learn. That's the big thing is, like, start learning from people that actually know their shit. So that's why I hang out with you a lot because you know a lot about nutrition. So right. I was like, all right, cool. Cody's the guy I got to hang out with when it comes to nutrition. So now you've also helped me tweak my nutrition around a little. So that's helping me as well. Yeah. But like learning from people that know their shit right not just like oh i'm gonna hang out with the trainer that doesn't have any clients it doesn't make any sense dude so what was that your mindset at the very beginning like when you were so when you were 19 20 years old and stuff and you were at la fitness was your mindset in that place or are you kind of in a place now where you look back and be like man i really should have been focused on learning more um like what was the process along that what was your mindset when you were well, my mindset when it, when we were at the when I was at the gym because my brother was working with me at the time there too. Um, my dad always instilled working hard. So literally, I don't know if you read the book Rich Dad Poor Dad. If you guys haven't, you guys probably should read that book. Yeah, like definitely. Dad in construction works in construction, and he has his contractor company now or, or whatnot. But it was always like, hey, wake up Saturday morning, work your tail off all Saturday, putting cement up. That was our weekends. Just putting up cement all weekend and that carried over to any job I did. Like I wanted to learn everything when it came through it. And I didn't know that my dad had instilled that in me, but that's always what I had. It was like, all right, work hard, try to learn as much as I can. Right. right. Whether it was cement, 
that was selling vitamins and supplements, whether it was even working at Pueblo Loco. I worked at Pueblo Loco for one time. If you guys have those out there, it's just a, like a chicken, grilled chicken place, right? Oh, okay. I was going to say, no. <laughs> so it's like I did the prep in the kitchen. I did like cooking the cooking the chicken. Like you're cooking like 100 chickens at a time, grilling Damn. them. Damn. Yeah. So at 16, I was already like knowing the whole ins and out of that whole restaurant. Right. And this is like a chain out here in California. So I knew the whole ins and out of that whole restaurant. They wanted to make me a manager there. So it was always like just working to know everything about the whole job and the whole process. So then I started seeing that at the gym. I could sell and make more money. Yeah. So that's right? – and that's uh, – did you you got the book for your team, uh, the leader who had no title, right? The one I recommended right. to you? Right. Yeah. So – that's that's a great like it's funny because you hadn't read that but that's essentially the philosophy of what that book is about right like no matter where you're at in your career in your life or or where you're working like you should just be the hardest worker in the room and that's probably going to lead to more growth than anything else right and i i would say that that's probably a huge reason of why you're so successful today it's just because that you've always been willing to grind harder than everybody else absolutely man and and I get there's this whole wake up at 4 a.m. Like, I'll just be real. You know me. That's not me. I don't wake up at 4 a.m. I really don't, man. <laughs> it's like when I'm up, I give myself an hour with my family, with my son and my wife. Cool. Hanging out. Shower. Work out. And then just work the rest of the fucking day till I get back home and then dedicate the time to them again. Yeah. Right? And we're going to so- – we're going to – we're definitely going to dig into your morning routine and like the balance of all that stuff because I want to make that super huge. And uh, I feel like from an outside perspective and just because I know you so well, like you're one of those people who is, again, extremely successful. You have like a lot of businesses and a lot of responsibilities to run, yet you seem so balanced and just so fucking chill. That's what blows me away. Like every time we all get on a big business coaching call, you're like the most relaxed, not stressed. So I definitely want to dig into that today too. Um, but before that, like coming back to like you grinding in the gym, what like at what point did you make the decision where you were like, okay, I don't want to be a trainer, I want to own the facility? Dude, there was never a time that I actually thought that. Like it just came about, right? So okay. I was working and then obviously it was a necessity. Like we didn't grow up rich. Like we didn't grow up poor either, but it wasn't rich at all. Like we didn't we got one pair of shoes a year, so it wasn't like there was nothing fancy about what we did, right? Yeah. So it was like, dude, I want to make money. That's what it came down to. Like most people say, oh, it's bad to say you want to make money. But that's really what it was. I wanted to make more money yeah. and I want to enjoy what I was doing, right? So I had a thing to talk to people like I talked to you or anybody. It's like I could just start a conversation so quickly. And that's why I think I got booked so much at LA Fitness, right? So then people were like, hey, you should start training me like elsewhere, Right. And I was like, I never thought of that. I was always like, boom, 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 right? Doing it, just focusing at the gym. Right. And then, like, wait, I could make more money elsewhere. So then that's why I started taking some of my clients or, like, people that just want were hitting me up at the gym to the park. And that's where the whole boot camp thing started. We started doing boot camps there. I got fired from the gym because they found out that I was <laughs> doing that, which is cool. Sometimes you had to take risk, right? Like, right now, looking back, my wife, which was my girlfriend at the time, she's like, you're out of a job where you're not out of making money. Yeah. Huge. And those that sentence still sticks with me till today. It's like you're out of a job, you don't have a job anymore, but you're still making money. And at the time I wasn't making any money that I thought like I actually was making money. But right, right. you know back and you're like, wait a minute, I wasn't really making that much money. Well, but it is she just, told me that 
it just shows that you can make possibilities happen no matter what the situation is, right? Like you saw you saw an opportunity and you didn't think twice. And I think that's huge for a lot of trainers listening to this to take away from is like there's going to be times where you have opportunities, you have uh, things that, and I mean, you, you've been with me while I've been making some big moves in my business that were huge risks, right? I was stressed yeah. about them, but I made those, I took action because I knew I had to take a hold of that opportunity and it's obviously paid off greatly for me and this is obviously what paid off greatly for you because you went from LA Fitness to a park doing boot camps and now you own a four chain location boot camp facility or a company, right? Dude, I'm going to share a story with you guys. Love it. So there was, um, we had like a policy, like rain, rain or shine, we're there, right? Right. Dude, it was probably one of the worst storms that we had out here in LA, like in the past 10 years. It was bad. But it was like rain or shine. So I think people really wanted to test us to see how committed we were. Literally, it's a fucking storm outside. At fucking, what was it, on a Saturday at 10 a.m. It's raining hard as fuck. And... Four people show up. I guess what we gotta do? fucking train them in the pouring rain, dude. Yeah. And they, they like those people are still with me till today. We're talking about almost eight, nine years later. Damn. So, that, I think that was a test of our commitment to do it. Right. You know, and it worked out, dude. So from there, um, like I don't know if like you know this or not, but there's a lot of parks and cities that crack down on the whole boot camp stuff at the park. Oh, really? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, so, like, you won't see a lot of personal training or boot camps going down at the park, at least over here in L.A. And they started cracking down on us. So we shifted from park to park to park for, like, we went to three different parks, dude, before we actually got our first location. How how did, uh, how were you, like, distributing that message to the clients and letting them know that you were going to be at a different park? Did you just have, like, what, a Facebook group? Did you have everybody on an email newsletter or, like, what? I mean... Dude, this was before email, like before I knew about email. So you just texting everybody, just texting, just fucking calling, like damn, like that is when you went at the beginning of your business. That's when you have to grind. Yeah, you know, and then there becomes a point that you just have to scale and structure. Yeah, right. So at that time, it was grind. Yeah. It was like work out, message them, see how they're doing on their fitness, try to attain new clients. So it was doing everything. Right. And now, obviously, I have a team of, like, badass people that do certain aspects of it, right? To right. help me and not just be a one-man operation. Well, I think that, like, it's it's unfortunate how many people are afraid to just, like, just have – they don't have grit. They don't have, like, grind, right? Like, I think that a lot of people need to – the four – I think the four-hour work week, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great marketing scheme, I think. Tim Ferriss is a genius for it, but it's the biggest bullshit I've ever heard in my life because to this day, I'm like, first of all, even that motherfucker is not only working four hours a week, right? So I didn't even, and I'm I'm not going to lie, I didn't read the book, really. I just know about it, and and I just think that a lot of people need to accept that there are going to be long days, long nights. You have to be willing to wake up in the morning and go do it in the rain. You have to be willing to stay up all night answering emails, doing those things. At a certain point... You can afford an assistant. You can afford uh, coaches underneath you. You can scale, like you said, have systems. But until that point, like you have to be willing to just do that work. What I see a lot of people do is like they want to set up scale and systems before they're actually there yet. And yeah. it kind of hurts them badly, you know, because they don't have the financial resources to do that. So, for instance, like the grind and hustle, I don't I don't do it anymore. Like I wake up like at a certain time. I don't wake up at 4 a.m. But there are days like still till today. 
Like when was it Monday that I, I didn't get on the call? Yeah. I had to go drive down to San Diego early in the morning, take care of some business out there, and then drive back to be back home with my family. So there are still days that I gotta hustle. That's part but of being a business owner. Part of being a business owner, that's what you have to do, man. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think I think like you said too, people try to rush it. I I don't think you should wait so long that you're forced. Like I know like one of my mentors I was on the phone with and he was pretty much like, dude, like you need an assistant like yesterday. Like start looking now. And I'm just like, Yeah, but I'm I'm good. Like I can do it on my own. Like nobody can do it as good as me. And then it but at the end of the day, like there's gonna get a point where I'm gonna burn out if I don't think about those things, right? Um so I think having a plan is smart, so you have it ready, but I agree. You can't do it too soon. You got to be able to, to run that shit by yourself until you get there. 100%. You have to, like, at a certain point before you burn out, have an assistant on deck. Yeah. And also, like, this is something I do, and I, I know you do it too, like, like, have a burnout in process already. Like, no, like, okay, I'm going to go three weeks hard, one week off. Three weeks hard, one week off. So I already had that in my head all the time like I'm, maybe it's two weeks two months hard and i'll take a month just a little slower it doesn't mean i'm off completely but it's just like i'm off the grid so yeah. it's not like that much grand 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 but i, I already have planned into my program i love that dude that's kind of like a deload week right like people deload yep. their training all the time it's like deload your stress dude that's i actually really really like that and i need to implement that asap because that's one thing i don't do i'm just like go, go, go constantly. Um, and it ends up, I end up burning out and then I have to take at least three or four days to just like recoup. Right. And that's not good for me. Dude, you're like the guy that I know that pours out the most content out of, I think you and Gary Vee are like top two on my fucking feet. <laughs> Dude, it's just, just wait, it's growing, man. I had uh, a couple big, uh, people recognize me last week too. Um, like fucking caffeine and kilos is like a huge yeah. clothing brand. They threw me on their, uh, their page and I was like, damn, that's dope. So it's growing, man. It's worth it. So I want to jump back real quick, though. Um, so you're in the park now. You're grinding. Um, it, and what when, when you stopped working at LA Fitness, when they, they fired you, you're like, okay, I'm doing my own thing. Was there a point in time where you're like, okay, we're going to do this park shit until we can afford facility? Or was it just like, let's just keep doing this stuff until we can't no more? Like there wasn't – was there any plan at all? A facility was never in my head, dude, to be honest. It was never like, wow. oh, shit, we're going to open a facility later on. It was kind of like, like I'm telling you, like necessity of money. And, like, I knew I could make money doing that, right? So, like, all right, cool. We'll do personal training, boot camps, right? And then I started just doing, like, YouTubing, like, marketing for fitness, right? And then that's when I saw some of the big names out there, like Bedros Kulian and all that, right? Yeah. So, like, started seeing, like, oh, shit, there's this email marketing thing going on. All right, cool. I'll start doing that. Right? right, so we're still at the park, and I'm still doing email marketing, but to get people into the park, right? Yeah, and it became a point that we had like 40, 50 people per session at the park, and that's when the park started coming down on us, like, right? Because everybody like that takes their kids to soccer, we're asking like, hey, I want to do that, and the park's like, well, that's not us. Yeah, right? so it became a conflict of interest, and the park gave us literally 60 days like you guys are done and that's actually real cool that he gave us that because i kept super close contact with that guy like hey you know it's not me they're telling me from the city high up yeah like gotta go man normally Um, people would just kick you out probably so he gave us 60 days to to go elsewhere so it's like fuck man this is gonna happen at every single park in the city what do we do so we just started looking for a location so this is huge for people listening because i get a lot of people who are um Kind of like what we were talking about with the assistant, right? They're looking so far ahead that they're talking about a facility and and they will wait on these things that you say you were doing 
to get a facility. So they're like, oh, once I get a facility, I'm going to start really pouring out content. I'm going to start really doing email marketing. I'm going to start researching guys like Bedros Kulian and these people. I'm going to start uh, packing my boot camps even more once I don't have to be at the park. And it's like, dude, like kill your craft. Focus on how to build that and then like be forced to move into a facility. Like I said, you had too many damn people in a park, bro. You had to get into a facility and you were already studying the things that help make your business run today, which I love. Um, you keep saying we, so let's talk about that real quick. Cause as, as I know, you're the sole owner of camp Excel. So let's, let's yeah. go back. I want to hear the story. I've heard it once, but I'll, I want to hear it again. You were with somebody at this time, correct? Yeah. So I always, I always say we, I did have a business partner at the time. You know, so we we did it together, and obviously visions go like everybody has a different vision on where they want to go, right? So me and this and this business partner that we'll just name anonymous, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, we decided to go different routes, right? And it was nothing bad or good. He's not bad or good to me. He's just my business partner at the time, and we went different routes. So literally. When we had three gyms already, we had opened up three gyms. So we had three camps going on, our first one and obviously the two other ones. And we just saw different things for for the business. So it was a split. And it was crazy because at the time, it goes back to the same thing as a park. It goes back to the same thing as a gym. Like, I didn't know what was coming up next, but I knew it was the right move. I trusted my gut. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. we went through like the whole lawyer process to split up the, the businesses, right? Um, we split it up. I had to pay out $35,000. And for me at the time, I didn't have $35,000 to give. So why did so, you have to so, – so because you guys were supposedly 50, in air 50. quotes. Yeah. So how did yeah. you end up having to pay that much out? Because I kept the original location, okay. which was like a lot of – um, it had a lot of revenue coming in compared to the two newer ones didn't, right? Right. So I had to give out thirty five thousand bucks okay. just because that reason. But it's like it's not like it had revenue coming in, but it wasn't my money. If yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. you didn't just have a thirty five thousand dollar check just sitting in your pocket ready to give him. But once again, trusting the gut and just going with it, and I was like, all right, cool, this makes sense. And sure enough, since then I've opened up three additional ones, like in two years, probably two years. Yeah. So it's, it's worked out. Yeah. And and he's doing great too. It's not like he's doing bad. It's just different visions on things and it's okay to let go. I think that's so like two things about that are so huge. One, trust your gut because Eric had to give $35,000 out of his pocket that he did not have. So essentially you went into debt just because you trusted your gut. Right, you had to let go of this. You had to give up that money because you knew the bigger picture was something different, and you just listened to that that vision, I guess. Right? Yeah, definitely. So at that time, in a matter of four months, dude, I was in the whole ninety-five k from being good to in the whole ninety-five k. And this is like, I was telling one of my friends this, and he's like, "Dude, most people will shoot themselves for that." And yeah, it's just that's fun. that's. <laughs> That's a hole. <laughs> like you're down there, man. Like ninety-five. We're talking about just round it up, a hundred thousand dollars in debt. That's yeah. really what it was in a matter of four months. Like thirty thirty-five for this, thirty-five. I said, you know what? And most people see like, dude, you're dumb. I saw it as an investment, like thirty-five thousand for my wedding that I invested in, right? Yeah. Because like most people go, Oh yeah, we'll do something simple. You know what? I didn't want to do anything simple for my way. 
Yeah. So I said, okay, cool. That's 70 already. Um, some of you guys that listen to this podcast may know about Warrior Week. I did Warrior Week 10K because I knew something had to change for me, right? And I found that something out of Warrior Week, which is dope. So that's 10K. And then 10K to remodel, change logos, put the whole new gym up together, right? Because I had to create my name, my brand, make clothes. So all that came in together. And, and plus, what was it like 5K for, I don't even know. I, I, I don't have it on the top of my head right now, but it was 5K for something else. And that became 95K in a matter of four months, dude. Jesus. That's wild. So so what was, like, what allowed you to have that mindset to, to be able to just keep pushing forward? Do you, like, or, like, I guess you could say, like, too, we obviously know that you just trust your intuition. Because if you didn't trust your gut, trust your intuition, you wouldn't have made those calls. What was the biggest takeaway of Warrior Week that allowed you to just keep pushing forward, even with that much debt? The biggest takeaway in Warrior Week is just investing in who you give a fuck about, man. You know, I always, I, I was a selfish dude. I always thought about me first, you know? Yeah. And I had a lot of people that gave a fuck about me, you know? And that's, I think that's probably the biggest thing. Like, my parents supported me 100% on all these moves, you know? Yeah. My wife supported me 100% on all these moves. And it's just like, Giving a fuck about them as much as they give a fuck about you, I think, has been the biggest, biggest shift for me, you know, because it's always me first. Yeah, that's huge, dude. And I think, like, the more you give, the more you shall receive, right? It's just like the go-giver. Like, I've recommended that book a million times on here, and not enough people are willing to just constantly give. And that's, I mean, that's my whole philosophy with content, right? Like, the more I give, the more I know... I will receive in some way, some shape, some form. And if I don't, I helped people, so fuck it. And eventually that that does pay off. So obviously that worked pretty fucking well for you. I think that's the biggest thing. And that's the that's one thing that everybody says is give, give, give. But nobody, everybody's always saying, like, what's in it for me? Yeah. What's in it for me, right? So we, we just did, got a bunch of food. You know, we did like a canned food drive. And I took it down to Mexico, right here down to TJ. I didn't do it to get credit from anybody, you know? I didn't do it to say like, oh yeah, I posted online, I post shit online. Yeah. You know, I really post shit online, period. Yeah. So I did it for my, so my family could see. And honestly, it makes me feel good to give. So yeah. that's, that's a big thing. That's the reason why. Cause I know at the time when I didn't have shit, it's like somebody giving me one thing was like the best thing in my life. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think like, it's a good testament of just being a good person, dude. Just like doing the right thing will always pay off in business. So, so you are so now you're in ninety five thousand debt. You just went through Warrior Week. Now you're back. What is like? What's your mindset now? What is your vision? What's the plan? Like, is it just you? Do you have a team? What's what's the deal? So at the beginning of this year, it was just me and two other coaches for three locations, dude. So, yeah. Hold hold on a sec. <laughs> when you when you came back from Warrior Week, you only had one location, correct? I had one location, correct. When so, was bro, that? How long ago was that? That's about two years ago. So let me let me let me tell you how it went yep. from there. Yep. Um, we had, I had a team, right? But I came back from Warrior Week, like you just come back like a whole new fucking person. That's just the truth, right? Like you start seeing things differently, and I just saw my team wasn't running at the speed I wanted to run. Right. Right. Yep. And it's on me because I accepted them the way they were running because I was running at a weaker pace. Yep. So I leveled up. 
they couldn't level up, right? Like they were like, well, we're used to that Eric, not this Eric. We want that Eric. So like, all right, cool. I gave them some time to readjust. I let them know, here's where we're going. They were still fighting for the old Eric, but the new Eric was here and he stayed. Yeah. So from there, it was like a team of fucking eight or nine of us to just me and two other coaches. Damn. Here. Yeah. For three locations. So like, I just kept opening and they were like, yeah, 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 let's do it. But they didn't really like, they would talk it, but they wouldn't really feel it if it makes sense. Right. Yeah. So a lot of people talk big game that they're with you, they're with you, they're with you. But it's like you'll see right away who's really willing to go all the way with you, who's really willing to be part of the team and grow with you. 100%. And I had to let go of some people. And, and it's like, I, once again, I say it's okay to let go. Yeah. You always want to be a new version of yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. So, so you, so you're essentially you. How long did it take you to um, essentially pay off the debt and open the second facility? Because when you came back from Warrior Week, it was just you and one coach or just you? No, it was me and a, and about five coaches. Okay. So, so we're, we're staffed. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. cool. Okay. But, but my vision changed. Like, dude, I got to scale this shit. Like, let's go. And yeah. some of these guys weren't willing to get on board with that. that yeah, dude, it's, it's, I think it's change, right? Like change is uncomfortable, right? Like fat loss has changed. Business has changed. New friends has changed. Um, wife, kids, all that change is scary. And if you can't adapt and grow with it or accept the change so you can adapt and embrace and grow and expand your mind, you're just going to be left in the dust, right? Like, And I think that's a huge key. And, and my recommendation for people is to actually – associate yourself with people who do that right so like if i was in your team's shoes i would notice well i can't say how it would be back in the day but i know now i would notice that man this dude is going fast he's changing it's kind of scary i don't know what he did at this fucking warrior week thing but there's something different i would latch onto that and and allow myself to expand with you right and i think that's a big big key if if you can surround yourself with people that are doing those kind of things it's fucking huge yeah and then that's the thing like most people how you say are afraid of change so what happens is like they fight for who you were yeah and that's when a lot of people just give in and they're like okay cool i'll go back to being this person and everybody's like you've changed like when people tell you you've changed that's a good thing it's not a bad thing 100 percent. like you got to see it as like that's good like cool i'm changing well, a lot of people see it as a negative. You should see that as a positive. Like when people tell me that, I had like three or four people tell me that in a matter of a week, not too long ago. I'm like, thank you. Like, yeah. that's why I read. That's why I meditate. That's why I like do all these different things to change. Yeah. Well, and I think that's like, it's when you gain clarity in your life and you have real purpose, it's like contagious because it's the same thing with me. I went to Resurrection Week, which is very similar. And when I came back, multiple people were like, dude, like you're different. Some people were like, I don't know what it is, but I like it. Like, you're different, man. Like, a lot of my clients were, were good examples of that. They were like, you're, you're different. And then some people that were really close to me, like friends, were kind of fading away because it was like, man, this isn't the old Cody. And I was like, dude, that's not who I want to be. Yep. So that's, that's huge. What are uh, – let's go into like daily rituals, daily habits, daily routines and stuff like that. What are some things that like you swear by to keep – your mindset moving forward with your business to, to keep growing, whether that's through business, through your body, through your relationships, everything like that. So big one is journaling and meditating, right? So those are two that we both practice, right? 
On a, another one is like every morning spend time with my family. Yeah. That's key because I don't want to be thinking of them. Like I know it sounds bad, but I want to be think of thinking of them while I'm here doing this podcast with you or or while I'm doing work. You, you, you get what I mean? I don't want to be like, oh man, I feel guilty. Let me go back to that. Yeah. Right. So I feel good because I spent time with them early in the morning. Right. And you're right? present, right? I think that's a big thing with that. You're present with whatever you're doing at the time. Yeah. I know that there's a cutoff. Like for me, sometimes it goes longer, but we work together as a team, me and her. Yeah. Right? We work together as a team and know that there's a cutoff. Like, hey, I'm going to meet you here for dinner at 530. So every week we'll go to dinner, just me and her, without our son. Yeah. And I think that's crucial. Planning vacations out with her is crucial because I could have her on board. It just makes everything better. Yeah. You know? And I know that a lot of guys give up their relationships, give up their life, give up their family for business. It's like, dude, that that's so unfulfilling for me personally. You know? Would would you say that when you started realizing that your business actually took off more? Dude, instantly. And that's right after Warrior Week as well. Yeah. Like that's a big thing because uh, like she's always been a part of my life. Even when I didn't see all this possible happening and all this being possible, like she saw it. Yeah. She's the one that kept like, hey, do this. You know, she was with me like before camp was even anything, before we had the three locations, now the four locations. So it's been seven locations total that I've opened up, right? Yeah. So before any of that, she wouldn't even let me borrow gas money when we we're at the park, dude. So it's like, yeah. So once you get a trooper like that, you just got to hold on tight, man, and just have her like there. She's backing me up. She's like, dude, handle your stuff. And yeah. that's all. And I think that's huge, man. Just like staying in good communication too. Just like so they're they're feel like they're a part of it because they're making decisions with you, right? They're they're through the whole process with you. It's such such a huge thing. It's such an underrated thing. I think that like if you can attach that purpose with it, dude, like I know the second I found out I was having a baby, everything shifted in my life. I was making decisions way quicker. I was making smarter decisions and I was just taking action on everything. Um and my business has literally I don't know exact numbers, but it's grown quite a bit since I found out I was having a kid because it gives me purpose. You know exact numbers. <laughs> I know. I'm not going to share them on the podcast, but the good thing is you know numbers too because we we work together quite a bit. So, um, but it's man, it's it's literally all purpose. So, like, if somebody was were to ask me, like, what is the biggest thing that shifted your your business in the last six months? I would literally be like, oh, I'm having a kid. It had nothing to do with marketing. I didn't change anything. I just put full throttle in everything that I was doing. Dude, it, make, it makes so much sense because, like, even the San Diego move, the, like, opening this location in San Diego, right. like, the bigger thing for me, I want to move out to San Diego. So okay. it's, like, everything in business, we plan it as a family first. Yeah. And then we attack, yeah. right? So it's, like, hey, what do you think about opening up a gym in San Diego? Oh, that sounds dope. Yeah, because we want to move out there. All right, cool. Let's set it up. Once it's set up, then we'll move out there. Yeah. So it, it's it's always moving things around business. And first, moving it around the family. Then it goes into business. Dope. Okay, so like rule rule, t- rule number one or takeaway number one from Eric's uh, perception on how to be successful is, is essentially family first, as you can tell. Um, another thing is that I've been around his team. Your team is like a family, dude. Like you guys are so tight-knit. What is like the number one thing that you try to practice or that you've noticed you've just naturally done – to, to provide your team with the atmosphere they have because your team is super tight whether when, when you are there and when you're not there, right? I see them online now because we follow each other and I see them hanging out. Like it's it's super cool and they're happy as fuck all the time. Like they're always laughing, always smiling. They love what they do. How did you yeah. instill that in them? 
I think one is finding the right people. You know, a lot of people try to fit anybody into a position and it's not good, man. Like having somebody that could spoil the team, that's like, like mess up the team. That is not good. So finding good people first and then molding them to the position. Like first good at heart. That's number one. Two, investing in them. Like I had two of my guys go out there to um, the bigger ground summit, right? Yep. To, like for coaching and fitness and all, and like being an entrepreneur. Like most owners would say, oh, no, I don't want my guys learning this because then they, what are they going to do? Take over, right? Yeah. I want them to come in and learn this so they could grow. And if they decide that they do want to go their own route, it's like I feel good because it's like, okay, cool. I helped them in doing that. Yeah. You get me? Yeah. And that's, that's a place of giving once again. Yep. It's not always like it's about me. And that and that's another thing. Like most owners that I know that don't have a tight knit team, it's always what's going for me first and then my team. Yeah. I always what's up with my team first and then me. If that makes sense. Hundred percent. I think a lot of people if it if it won't benefit the individual, he, they won't invest in it. They won't put more effort into it. They won't give more time for it, right? So I think that the the big thing there is that you you do think about them first and you don't worry about what benefit you're going to get out of it. Dude, I'm flying out two of my two of my staff members to the ClickFunnels event in Orlando, like everything taken care of. And that's that's costly. You know, it, it's not it's not cheap. No, right? I know yeah, I know exactly how much it is. And that's an <laughs> event too. That's like a that's a entrepreneurial event, man. That's like learn how to market, right? Like learn how to do your yeah. thing. So it comes back again. If they want to stay on the team, cool. They have some tools that they could add on additional help to make this business grow. If they decide to leave, at the same time, it's like, I'm excited for them. Yeah. You know, like, all right, cool. Like, I'm glad I'm able to help you in some capacity. Yeah. And well, and see, there's, 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 and Gary V talks about this all the time. There's entrepreneurs and there's entrepreneurs, right? Some people have, uh, have the smarts and the hustle to be an entrepreneur, but they, they just aren't the right fit to go do it on their own. So sometimes it's smart for people like that to recognize that and to go all in on helping somebody else because there's a lot of people that can do huge things under the wing of somebody like you who actually gives a fuck. And I actually recommend that to a lot of people. People think that the only way to be successful in business is or in fitness is to start your own business or open your own gym. But at the same time, man, like you can take that hustle and that passion and your smarts and apply it to somebody else's business, double their business and do just as well, right? So I think that you are you're doing the right things to instill that in those in, in your team without a doubt. Yeah. Like I see, I see them wanting to do their own thing. Right. And it excites me. It's like, damn, like, hell yeah. Like I want them to win. Yeah. You know, I don't like it when I see like the boss holds everybody down. Like, Oh no, I want them to win. I want them to do good. I want them to make more money. Obviously there's work to be done. Right. Yeah. But I want them to be more successful at the end of the day. Cause that's what brings me, like happiness i tell my i tell my wife like these are my kids it's almost like they're my kids like like i give a fuck a lot about them yeah they're right there with my son that's how much i give a fuck about them to be honest with you dude i think that's like so again like i was talking to one of my mentors about getting an assistant uh looking at like who like am i gonna have coaches underneath me and the answer is yes and like when that's gonna happen and the the biggest thing that comes into my head is not being able to like have enough leads coming in it's not like will i be able to teach them the right things to coach at the optimal level it's honestly like scarcity of knowing that i will feel so compelled to be responsible for that individual like 
I know I'll treat it just like you will and be like, this is like my child and I'm going to be like, I'm kind of scared of that because that's a big change, right? Like I have this person underneath me and it excites me at the same time. So I can imagine how, how big of a deal that is, man. Dude, right now we're at 14 of us. So it's 14, 13 or 14 of us. And it's like, dude, like they're all awesome people. Yeah, you know? they really they're are. Different people, but they're all fucking awesome. And that's what makes it dope that everybody like wants to grow, you know? I want people that want to grow and you could grow inside the company. Like yeah. what you're saying, it's like, you don't have to be, I know the big thing right now is being an entrepreneur and I didn't, I don't even call myself that. I really don't like, I don't, I don't consider myself that. I just consider myself giving a fuck about more people. It's a sexy <laughs> word, right? Like sexy word. That's all it is. So what, what do you think is like, do you think that's the biggest reason uh, or one of the biggest reasons why you retain so many clients? You have so many current clients that are staying for so fucking long. So you said nine years, like that's crazy. Do you think that how happy and positive and how like amped up your team is has a big influence on that? Definitely, dude. You know, in fitness, it's energy. Yeah. That's what, like everybody wants to like, yeah, form is great. Knowing what's exactly working out is awesome too. But if you don't have energy to be able to push these people and motivate these people to get them to do what you want them to do to get results, yeah, it doesn't matter, dude. It really doesn't matter. Yeah, I think that's like, so huge. It's not It's not like you're getting fucking professional athletes. Yeah. You know? I'm not getting professional athletes. I'm getting moms that are like overweight by 30, 40, 50, 60 pounds, right? Yeah. yeah. Just to get them to come here, it's like awesome. So literally, I tell my people, put on a show for them. Yeah. You that's know? that's huge. And if if you act like it's a it's a show, it's an experience, it'll change everything. And that's one thing I always did with coaching is like I'm just going to over deliver the fuck out of everything I do and how I coach this movie. I don't care if they're just doing a bodyweight squat. I'm going to overdo it so they feel excited about it and they want to come back. And I think like two big things to take away from what you just said is – one, it's not about the front end price, right? Like you're not looking at like, okay, if I invest money to uh, make my team more happy, take them on events, get them books and stuff, how is that going to directly lead to more money in my pocket? You're doing it so they are happier. And it, as a result of that, down the line, your clients end up happier. You get more clients of that. Your business grows. They grow. You grow. It's like this big vicious cycle. So like people need to understand that you can't always think about the front end money right you got to look at like what's the back end of this how is this gonna like investing in my team like this gonna make them happier and grow more and how is that gonna expand the vision like i think that's so huge dude all i gotta say is like do you want to have a happy trainer or do you want to have a fucking trainer that's frustrated and tired all the time yeah you know yeah and it's like money is important to everybody it's important to you it's important to me it's important to everybody listening on this podcast and if you're underpaying your trainers, if you have a gym and you're underpaying your trainers, like expect some unhappy trainers, expect clients to leave. Like you got to take care of people. That's yeah. number one. That's uh, huge. It's taking care of people. Yeah, 100%. Um, okay, so so I want to uh, I want to jump to a couple different questions real quick before we sign out. So when we get to like if you could give – so for, for all the trainers, uh, whether the, it's a, a brand new trainer or – somebody just trying to grow themselves to eventually own a business or somebody who just opened a business. Do you have like one or two pieces of advice that you swear by that you would tell any of those people right now that will help them grow off the top of your head? Yeah, dude. Self-help books. Like read, 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 read. Like self-help about money. Like it's not a bad thing to learn about money. Right. You know? 100%. So 
it's it's always reading like learning that's that's big for me and not just training right like i get a lot of people that are like what's your top three strength training books and i'm like bro you should be reading like some tony robbins you should be reading rich dad poor dad stuff like that it's like i went to a few tony robbins event i did a warrior week it's like all about helping myself because if you can't help yourself and you can't grow out of who you used to be to who you are now and to who you're going to become like it doesn't matter it just does not matter how much you know about strength yeah 100 percent. because you won't be able to help the people that need to learn that yep anything else for the people or is that is that your number one takeaway number one lesson that's it dude just read a book a month that's it there you go and i think like if you yeah and if you focus on the self-help books like you're saying the other answers will come into play, right? What what I've learned from doing that stuff and from coaching with Steve and from uh, reading Tony Robbins and all these different things in, in Warrior Convention is that when I surround myself with that or I look into that stuff, the clarity and I get so clear that the answer is already within me, right? Like then the rest is easy. So um, the next, the last question, the last question is a personality question. I, I, I forgot to do this to our boy Joe, but um, I always like to do this with my guests. So you're on the West Coast, so this is a good time time difference, uh, perfect. So you're flying to Japan. It's like a 13-hour flight, I believe, from here. Yeah. You're in the middle seat, and you got two seats next to you. They're empty. And you can have anybody sitting there, alive or dead, but it cannot be friends or family. Who's riding with you to Japan? Rich Dad of Fortnite, Robert Kiyosaki. I want okay. to rip his brain apart. Okay, there's one. It's like financial intelligence, yeah. right? Yeah. And literally... Like, who else but the self-help guru, Tony Robbins? There you go. Dude, that was a quick... Usually people are like, man, I got to think about that. And they sit there for a while. I love it. It'll be a tie between him and Garrett White. Tony Robbins and Garrett White? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I I honestly think Garrett is getting to a point where he might be, like, on that level. Yeah, 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 yeah. At Warrior Week, we we shot some shit. You know, we're talking. But... It's just like he's at a whole nother level, which is fucking awesome. Though, yeah, he is. I love it, man. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate your time. If you love the Mind vs. Muscle podcast, want more free content, and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review. To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag Mind vs. Muscle.